Would you like to be able to start conversations like a pro? Take The Sunday World, your daily dose of what's going on. Do not consume The Sunday World if you're involved in a drug cartel, you're a politician with something to hide, or you've appeared on a reality TV show and care about others' opinions. Consume The Sunday World responsibly. Always read the stories, gossip, and commentary. Wow, buddy! You look healthy and happy. Veterinary surgeon and natural pet food pioneer John Burns knows the positive impact a natural diet has on our beloved pets. That's why he developed Burns Pet Nutrition. Hmm. Maybe I should try some of your pet food myself. Okay, okay. I'll start with a salad. For natural, no nasty, wholesome recipes, choose Burns Pet Nutrition. Available from veterinary clinics and all good pet shops across Ireland. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction. And free shipping. And that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements. Featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. But obviously, a large part of the discussion circled back to this invoice yeah. or consultancy, whether they like it or not. And the reality is... He didn't have a great answer for it. I'm Nicola Talent, and you're listening to Crime World, a podcast about criminals, drugs and the sins of the underworld in Ireland and across the globe. Late Late Show host Ryan Tuberty came out fighting for his career today during six gruelling hours before the Oireachtas committees who quizzed him and his agent Noel Kelly about payments from the public purse. As the RTE scandal continues into its third week, politicians still want to know whether laws were broken and by who. During two sessions, Kelly was forced to repeatedly deny there was fraud involved in invoices raised for payments to Tupperty and constantly said he was following orders from the national broadcaster. This evening, I'm talking with Niall Donald and Features Editor Dara Keeney about the performance of the celebrity at the centre of the scandal and his agent, who says he's done nothing wrong. This is Crime World, a podcast from sundayworld.com. Ryan Tuberty is looking under a huge amount of pressure and stress there today and you cannot not feel sorry for him sitting there. I mean, it looks like it's like... It's like we're back in the courtroom and somebody is in the witness box and, you know. Yeah, I mean, it's it's it must be a grueling process, mm. you know, there's no doubt about it. And you can see, of course, Ryan Tuberty's been on the radio for so long. I think he said since he was 12 years old, but I don't think he's ever been sort of interrupted and just shut down and say, answer the question. So all of that is... Is um, he'd be used to being in control? Absolutely, he lost it today. He, he lost, it. yes, absolutely. He's not used to that, and he he doesn't know how he to interact. Like interrupted a few times mm-hmm. there today, and they were having none of it. Whereas mm. whenever he interrupted before on the Late Late Show and whatever, the guest would, would shut up shop and wait for exactly. the question. Today that didn't happen. And did you notice the odd time he had a little bit of a diatribe about well about people stopping him on the street yeah, and about the amount of. Yeah, uh, letters of support he got and everything and they kept, every time they tried to stop him in the middle of that he just sort of didn't really know what to he was comfortable when he was having those moments yeah. of discussing you know that he actually started off looking um, 
healthier and fresher certainly mm. and that was part of the obviously the start of the day and then he made his opening statement which was obviously well rehearsed and well prepared um, but by the end of the day now this evening he looked like a different person mm-hmm. to seven eight hours earlier when he walked in um, now I wouldn't say there was gusto walking in this morning but he certainly looked like he was prepared for the day but very soon after the grilling started in the mid-morning mm. um, he took a hammering and yeah. uh, it definitely told on him by the end of the day yeah mm-hmm. but that said I mean, I think he's done enough to ensure that he has a career, a future career in broadcasting. I have to say, I do think that at the end of all those hearings. I don't think so. Well, I'll tell you why. On on RTE, probably. I'll tell you why, right? I think that, you know, there's, I think that he, he came across relatively sympathetic. Um, He didn't do make any particular faux pas, I think people will, in a bit of time, forgive him. I think it'll always hang over his head. I think it was an extraordinarily full frontal defence, if you if you saw what they go, they went in with. So I suppose Ryan Tuberty, after his second statement, straight after it apologised. But today they went in and said they did nothing wrong at all. Mm. I mean, it was a really, really, uh, uh, you know, it was... It was from start to finish, they said they were, they did nothing wrong at all, which is, I don't think people were expecting. And I think that in the, in their ideal world, they'll come out as victims of this kind of witch hunt and, and, and on all of that. I don't think that will work, but I think he did enough to ensure that people will forgive him. That's my opinion. I actually, you know, you would love me to argue with Niall on this one, Mm. but I actually agree. I think he's done no more damage is kind of the way I'm pitching. And I don't think he's had his best day ever. Um, If they were trying to decide how how the day was going to go in advance, I'd say Niall kind of hit the nail on the head. They might have been able to become more relatable and maybe would have played on the victim role a little bit more um, in this. But I don't think they achieved that, but he definitely hasn't done more harm than the public perception of him this morning as he as he trotted in. I genuinely think that he, in some of the comments he was making today about RTE and what Noah was saying, you kind of would look at the TV and you go, well, they clearly are writing off his chances of ever working for them before because some of the statements were bold. Mm-hmm. They, th- they basically put the entire blame at RTE's uh, doorstep. But the more it went on, the more you realised that there could actually be a future here for him. He's going to need a break. There's no doubt about it. But I'm not, I wouldn't, I mean, a day or two ago, I probably would have told you, no, there's no chance of him working 40 again. But after today now, I think there might be a chance, yeah. I was coming at it from a slightly different angle. I mean, the way he behaved wasn't a surprise to us. We all know Ryan Tuberty, essentially, because his job is very personable. He's not a newsreader. He's somebody whose personality has to come into the radio and to the Late Late Show. So we know what he's like. So it wasn't a surprise, except he was in an uncomfortable position, which he usually isn't. He's usually in charge of the narrative, etc. But I think the big problem now, I missed some of the afternoon there because I was in studio here. But what I feel is they haven't got anywhere because he's sat there. He's clearly still very much attached to Noel Kelly. If he goes back to RTE, it'll be under Noel Kelly's agreement with RTE. And are we anywhere that that is a feasible option that Noel Kelly can go back in at the moment into some sort of negotiations with RTE for any of these stars? I mean, Noel Kelly is, and the reason we're talking about this on Crime World is obviously because they're trying to untangle whether or not um, there's been dodgy accountancy going on here. And I think Noel Kelly has repeatedly said 
during the day and probably in the afternoon. I just did what RTE told me to. But the fact of the matter is Noel Kelly owns a company, runs a company, he's director of it, and he's responsible for what that company does. It doesn't wash that RTE told him how to do his accountancy, how to lodge his invoices. The invoices lodged were for consultancy, which never happened, and they were sent to a company in England that he claims that he thought was Renault, but he never investigated it. I think there's some wrongdoing within his company. Two companies he was using as well. Yes. Yes. Like, I think Ryan Tuberty... That's probably done enough, but Noel Kelly, I do not think had a good day. But Ryan Tuberty has sat there with Noel Kelly stapled to his side. They are one unit and they have come at this as one unit. And he has said that he's going forward with trust in Noel Kelly. If he had maybe perhaps separated himself a little bit more than from Noel Kelly. I well, think he separated himself from the actions of the invoices. And Noel Kelly has also said Ryan Tuberty didn't know anything about that. So although he's not separated himself from Noel and he, they backed each other up all the way, like there still could be life for him. He repeatedly actually, Ryan Tuberty, said uh, stuff like, you know, I don't know anything about the finances. Yeah, that's not yeah. my area of expertise. I don't know any of that. So that's like, that's on the record if you want. I mean, Noel Kelly, um, at one point they were asked, did they have, uh, I think it was crisis comms before they went in. Uh, crisis comms, I suppose, crisis communications would be where, which no doubt they would, and, and nobody would expect them not to, where you get communications advice, PR advice about what to say. Um, so there's one particular difficult question that kept being asked to Noel Kelly, and that is on this invoice that was sent um, by him to RTE, as you referred to, it's for consultancy is what is written on it. And it's it follows an invoice from, from an RT executive saying, don't put an any email. names on it. Sorry, an yeah, yeah, an e- sorry, an email. So it just says for consultancy. Now, everybody accepts that it wasn't for consultancy. That's So that is an incorrect invoice. And two, while being questioned about this, and it went back around and around and around like these things do, Noel Kelly kept giving the same response, which is, um, I was instructed to by RTE. Now, at one point, one of the, the TDs said, that's the Nuremberg defense. I think it was Catherine Murphy. Oh, was it? Yeah. Did she? But like, yeah. be, be corrected there, it could have been somebody else. And the Nuremberg defense, of course, is the uh, the famous defense that was given in the Nuremberg trials after World War II, where Nazi officers said, well, I was just following orders. Now, let's say it's, it's clearly not... Uh, you know, comparable situation. But that idea, and that's that's constantly referenced in, in you know, in, in many years after, that it's not okay to say I was just following orders. Well, it'd be more okay if you were staffed in RTE yes. and you had an yes. overlord who was your boss yeah. and who you had to... And arguably even but then not. it wouldn't he's, be okay. He has a very successful independent company or a number of companies yeah. that he uses. And yeah. he's, he's very much saying two things, that he went in as an independent, he's not working for RTE, he repeated yeah. that, yeah. and then he's saying, but I was following orders. It doesn't orders. match up, does it? It doesn't, like, it doesn't this work. This power play that he has over them mm. doesn't match up with the individual who says oh yeah I'll do, I'll do whatever they say because he's walking in to negotiate these incredible deals for Ryan and the top stars he can't just be the guy then who says repeatedly in the committee today I'll just do whatever they tell me to now on that yes. I mean I didn't know Noel Kelly had <laughs> never heard him speaking before yeah. so that was a bit of an eye opener to me what he was like he came across I thought very personable I was expecting him he didn't come across 
the sort of guy that you saw in that picture when he looks yeah. a little bit gangster with his yeah. glasses on and everything. I'm sure he regrets that one. But um, <laughs> he is sitting there flabbergasted when it's suggested to him that he is a powerful force in RTE. Yeah. He can't, Dara, I'd understand say, that. I'd say that was practiced in the um, the comms <laughs> meetings the day before because he knew that was coming and he, he definitely feels that he's got the power over RT. There's no doubt about it. But he doesn't, he, he's absolutely flabbergasted. He thinks that's a mad thing to say. Yeah. And ridiculous, all he is, he it's ridiculous. It. And all he is, is somebody who just goes in and does a little <clears> bit of negotiations on behalf of the talent, which the talent, he said, doesn't only have to be presenters. It could be the receptionist. It could be the cameraman. Yeah. I'd love to know how many receptionists it, and cameramen are on his books. Well, at one stage he was talking about, um, uh, chaperoning this young talent through one of his great uh, joys is to find young talent and and, um, and bring it through. Mm. I, I mean, that was part of his trying to become more relatable and I kind of think he lost that um, argument early on. I just thought he, he, he came across as slightly unprepared, I thought. It was like, mm-hmm. it was like, he was shocked by some of the questions and whether the questions through, like, came out of left field, I don't think so. We didn't really think so in the newsroom. We thought it was kind of there was certainly some repetitive stuff that was going oh, on from going the politicians. Um, but Noel just came across as an either ill-prepared or not caring enough to give it a, a proper answer. He almost came across as nonchalant and smug about some of it and, and dismissive of it. And uh, I don't think that helped I don't know, was he all. smug? No, I, I got I the impression <clears throat> that he was just more stunned by where he was. Totally and utterly stunned and kind of stunned that his reasonable explanation wasn't just accepted and that that was the end of it. It was like he just couldn't get over that nobody would accept that he was just acting on orders from RTE. So I think like it it started off kind of badly for them really in the sense that they had a, I think it was a 39 page document. Now they should have, you know, ideally if you're going before these committees, that document gets circulated two, three, four days in advance, even longer. And the committee get a chance to go through it. And we heard today that that document only arrived at age 20, I think it was. 23, according to you. So so that was a bad start. And I think that they thought this, as they said, this document is explosive. I think they used some term like that, Noel Kelly. Um, And I think they thought that this was a full and total explanation for everything that has gone on. Mm -hmm. And that maybe that, that document would be the focus of the discussion. But obviously, a large part of the discussion circled back to this invoice or consultancy, whether they like it or not. And the reality is he didn't have a great answer for it. I mean, it was, it, it, you know, there was some extraordinary bits to it, actually. He just sort of said he thought it was Renault. Yeah. He thought it was a Renault company. Now, I thought when he was really, you know, put under, and I can't remember the TD's name, maybe one of you guys will, but he was talking about invoicing this company in the UK because the first of the 75, the first of the three 75 grand invoices went in to RTE. And was paid by Renault. Was paid by Renault, okay. Because the 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 gigs went on. The second two, he was told to send to uh, this UK, or to invoice this UK company. And one of the TDs said to him, but... Did you not question that because you were invoicing a service that was delivered in Ireland? So in other words, the invoicing should have happened within this country. And uh, you were also, he said he was, he said again, he was under instruction from RTE to do this. The TD said to him that um, this was a separate legal entity to RTE. And did you not think you were doing anything illegal? And he said, no. 
And the TD said, but the service was delivered in Ireland for Irish companies, or the supposed service that they've been paid for, although they haven't delivered it yet. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Ryan Tuberty was to put on six shows, live shows on behalf of Renault. And he was asked, did that not raise concerns from an accounting point of view for your company that you're asked to bill a UK company for services delivered here in Ireland? That's the crux of it. And that could be really where the trouble is. Yeah, so that's the thing that he just does not have a good answer to. And he keeps coming back to saying, uh, I think RT, they make 350 million a year. Was that the figure? And Mm. they're therefore... And a small company. And, you know, and exactly. And they have all this corporate governance and and legal oversight and financial oversight. 100 years legacy. Yeah, and therefore, why would I question it? I just do what they do what they they told me to do. Because under law, a company has to have, it's, it does have to question. Well, it has to be accurate. You have to it ensure. It has to question, you have to have um, people, you know, f- employed within your company to make sure that yeah. you're doing everything within the legal framework exactly. of and company law. And you have to, law. if you send in an invoice, you have to stand behind that invoice that mm-hmm. this is accurate, you know, and it, it, it's fully accurate what you say. Um, so, like, for know. example, if this had gone up a notch and somebody had suggested that this is some sort of a money laundering yeah. exercise, right? Yeah. That they were they were at instead of what what are they des- what are they describing it as now? An illegal company? Well, they're not dis- financial dis- arrangement. Yeah, I mean, I suppose. Well, look, I mean, they're not. I mean, what they're saying is 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 that that um, that they. What they're actually saying is that Ryan Tuberty was not paid that money. They're still saying that money was not paid to Ryan Tuberty by RTE. It came out of an RTE account, but in fact, it's been paid by Renault for work that he hasn't got around That's to doing That's all yet. very complex and it confusing. Complex. The fact of the matter is that they provided a service in Ireland yeah. to an Irish company and they charged the money in the UK. So there's no VAT on that. I mean, you have to charge VAT if you're... If it's two companies trading here in Ireland, in the UK, there isn't. But that is really at the heart of it. And if a company was being accused of anything, a higher level of this, like yeah. of some sort of money laundering, the company can't say, oh, was, I thought RTE were going to be OK. I thought they were, you know, they're they're a big, huge company. I trusted them. It's up to the the company that's billing them to make sure that they're not doing anything wrong. Yeah, it is. I mean, if you send out a document, I mean, if we send out a document from from the Sunday world, we have to make sure that it's accurate. Yeah. It doesn't matter what somebody says, put that down as as this or that. We have to stand over what we did. And that came, he was asked that again and again, and he had the same answer again and again. Um, so I called one of my friends today. He works, yeah. He's an accountant and he works in tax. Um, he's a riot, as you can imagine. Um, <laughs> and uh, basically I asked him what would be the reason for doing this. And he hadn't been sitting through the, the committee. He, he had a normal job. Um, and so I was kind of giving him the details. And what he said was, it, he was like, okay, so what's the issue? And I said, well, obviously there must be some sort of loophole that they're trying to uh, avail of. And he says, well, there isn't because he, there's declarable tax over there. There's VAT mm-hmm. that he will be liable for. Um, so he was trying to question me questioning this process. So okay. I said, well, look, if you were looking at this and, and he doesn't operate in this sector, he's in a different sector. So he was trying to make work it out. Um, but what he said was that just the mere fact that it's going abroad just demonstrates that they're almost high, they're they're inferring that they need to be hide it or they're 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 kind of they're complicating 
a process that doesn't have to be complicated. And this is RTE or complicating it or well, the fact that, well, whoever whoever orders this payment to mm. go to the UK to come back, then it's it's two sides of the triangle. He said that was like, so um, Geraldine o- O'Leary. O'Leary, who has just retired early. Yes, from yeah. I mean, they said like it. Like the fact is that. Um, the invoice appears to be deceptive, not necessarily for tax purposes, but no. it said don't put any names on it. Yeah. And, and they're hiding marketing. Like well, they, I mean, I think they were hiding the money went to to, to Ryan Tuberty. Mm. I mean, that that is, and what what Noel Kelly is saying is that's all on RTE. Yeah, yeah. So that, that's, and is he right? Well, I mean, it's it's uh, you know he he can say that, and it's certainly RTE told him to do that. But you're still responsible for what you generate in terms of the invoices he generates. It doesn't matter if mm. if if you agree with me that I'm going to invoice you for this. You still have to be legally responsible for the invoice. Now, you know, obviously the, in the previous hearing that Ortiz, um, uh, one of the financial guys had said, uh, you know, it's potentially the public have been defrauded by this. Um, obviously there's been no guard investigation or yeah. anything like this, but that that is the real murky bit and that is the bit they that Noel Kelly in particular got stuck on. But he was so asked, who's defrauded? Who's the one that has defrauded who? Well, I mean, nobody has necessarily been defrauded just yet, but there is certainly, they said, a possible defrauding. And it's but def- that has to lie then with RTE, surely? Well, it has RTE. to lie in, in surely it's 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 with, with RTE. And, you know, obviously then Noel Kelly will have to be responsible for the invoice he generated. And does that comply with company law? Mm-hmm. I mean, that that's something that we're not an expert. You can't to say plead on. complete ignorance about this either. Like he, he was saying, he was twenty three years, I think, doing this and marketing. I think was his background. Someone asked him, was he a salesman or so? He must have known the optics of sending a check off to the UK to come back in. He's not stupid. Like he knows mm-hmm. what the implications of it were. He just thought he got away with it, and I think that's where they all did. They all thought they were going to get away with it until Grant Thornton stepped in. So, uh, like, it is Ortiz's order, mm. but. He can't just play this Nuremberg thing. He can't just blame Orti for everything. He has to have take responsibility as the agent and the business owner for his own accounting and the decisions that are made for his top client. Having said that, if he was going to pay, pay whatever taxes were due on that money, does it matter? Well, it doesn't matter. When it, it isn't, when it isn't mm. money laundering, when it's just... I don't think it is. No, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. When it's when it's nowhere near, say, money laundering. Mm-hmm. Yeah. When it's simply a, an agreement between him and RTE, this is how you invoice. Once he pays the tax and whatever money he's paid from where, no, perhaps... It's still, you still, under company law, have to generate accurate invoices, accurate accounting for what, what you're being paid for when and accurately recorded. Mm. So that's part of company law as well. You can't just put that down as whatever you want, you know? So that's company law. He's he's saying he was instructed to do it, and he had he he's obviously clearly saying, I may have invoiced uh, RTE, but I didn't know, and therefore that's a different thing. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I didn't knowingly send out an incorrect invoice. In I sent out, I was I unknowingly sent it to this barter account, which I t- presumed was or was Renault, which is what he said. Um, so that's it's it's a full defense that they're giving. They're saying Ryan Tuberty was never overpaid. They're still saying he was never overpaid. And um, some of the uh, questioning went back to say, do you not accept in reality that Ryan Tuberty was paid this extra amount, the 75s all adding up? And they don't accept that at all. So they accept, you know, at one point actually Ryan Tuberty was asked, what are you apologizing for? 
And he, he, you know, he was actually unclear what he had apologized for because they're really getting down to saying they did nothing wrong did nothing at wrong all. Wrong, yeah. And that Ryan Tuberty, uh, one of the more extraordinary moments was that he said um, he's been paid for these extra Renault gigs Excellent. that they didn't happen, obviously, and he got the money, but he's still sort of planning to do them. Yeah. And if he doesn't do them, then he paid the money I back mean, to Renault, not to RTE. Yeah. And you've thought from a PR point of view, though, that it would have been a good idea from the offset. I thought with the seven points, the untruths, as they called yeah. them, and of course there was debate about it. Not Does that lie. mean a lie? It's not a lie in the eyes of the law. <laughs> because they don't really it's, want to it's accuse outside lie, maybe. <laughs> anybody of lying, do yeah. they? Exactly. No. Or they don't, they were very reticent as well to say that anybody from RTE were telling these untruths yeah. on purpose. Yeah. They were just sort of, they didn't really know. I mean, uh, for example, uh, Noel Kelly's relationship with D Forbes that we were told last week by um, the accountant that they had a really close relationship and Noel Kelly insists they've never even had a cup yeah, of tea that's yeah. Right, yeah. together, that yeah. he's only ever been at business meetings with her about yeah. six times a year. And, um, didn't have her number, didn't have her personal mobile. Nothing. I have to say, I mean, I was looking at it and I was just thinking, this is the greatest case of the Emperor's New Clothes ever though, that with Noel Kelly going in and being able to get that kind of money out of, yeah. out of RTE. I'd say they were the easiest people in the world to get money out of because <laughs> it wasn't their money. Exactly. Yeah. And that's what Niall said the last time we were on. Like yeah. they're competing against themselves. They just started writing blank checks yeah. left, right and centre. It is absurd. How much like, do you want? 750,000? Okay. Comes down, that comes down to the culture because they're all being paid that. So yeah. why wouldn't they pay Ryan Tuberty that? Or, yeah. or anybody or else? else? That maybe, for example, some of the higher executives like the top yeah. 10 earners to be non-executives, maybe be, to be sort of these... But, you know, that's the thing. Like, there was loads of money going around. There was presumably a lot more money going around RT 20 years ago. And that's yes. the culture that set in, of course. Somebody I met there just said to me that uh, I was going, God, I, I really thought it was obscene when you think back that Ryan Tuberty earned 750,000. Yeah. yeah. When you're like 750,000. Yeah, yeah. They said, yeah, but Pat Kenny earned 910. Yeah. For the late, late show. Yeah. And his, tea, and his radio show, obviously. But, I mean, yeah. That is unreal. Stunning. Like, it is stunning considering the size of the country. Considering, I mean, and the fact that we've only got, well, I mean, Virgin Media wouldn't be paying anything like that. No. I mean, um, no. But Noel Kelly's future, I think, definitely is a little bit more unclear than than yeah. Ryan Tuberty's. So you think Ryan Tuberty, I mean, well, just you both at, think that he's going to be back on the airwaves. Look at how complicated it's gotten for us here now after sitting through yeah. it all and reading it all. Yeah. Like how much yeah, we've gone in and out a bit. I was very confident, and now I'm not so confident. <laughs> if you yeah. think about, you know, how complex it is, mm -hmm. and you think another couple of months, three months, or something, yeah, like what are people going to remember of what or Ryan Tuberty has perceived to have done wrong? And I think people would think, oh, he, there was a bit too much money floating around, and he did, you know, I, you know, you have to feel a bit sorry for him. Like he, 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 some of it was a bit, you know. Uh, you know, some of the stuff about the, the post and all that, like, you know, whatever. I'm not a big fan of Ryan Tuberty, but, you know, will the public have enough to hold on to to say that this guy has done something deeply wrong? I think as I long think as... I think there's a little bit of a disconnect with the public that be. he would stand up and say that he was burnt out after COVID, okay? Yeah, like, a, I think there. there was a little bit of a... I mean, everybody pretty much worked really hard to try and keep their jobs over yeah. that time loads of people didn't work at all and sat at home in what must have been very frightening and depressing, wondering would they ever work again? Mostly people within his industry, in actual fact, yeah. people in the entertainment industry. I mean, they were worst hit of all. I mean, they're only getting back on their feet now, a lot of them. 
Um, and saying that he was, I don't think that that is, I don't think that that was a good idea. That came that he was, the crisis comms, I'd say. I'd say they were like, just just become more relatable, plead on the hearts. Well, I think talk he's, up the COVID, he's talk up the, t- yeah. telling the truth, Ryan. I don't think we think he's going to, he's making that up. But no, I don't think he probably today, should have really needed to say that to the rest of the country that, you know, I was earning this crazy amount of money, but I was also burnt out at the same time. I was I'll tell you why tired. I think, right? It, as long as he has the fight to survive, I think he'll survive. Now, the problem, I think, for being a public figure who's involved in, in you know, he would say he's not involved in the scandal, but he's been caught up in this scandal. I think he said the chaos and all yeah. that. And there's been other people, obviously, in the public eye who've endured these things. If you have the fight to go back out there to endure people um, sniping at you, tweeting it every time you put something up on Twitter to mention this again, if he has the the, the fight to push on through that, I think people will generally I'm not sure he does it. because he well, seems that, very, very sensitive. Yeah. I mean, I'm not saying being cancelled is going to be easy. And he said there today, like, none of you have been cancelled, no. I hope, and it's awful. And no doubt it is. But he's known nothing but absolute love. He doesn't yeah. even have a little taste of what it's like. I mean, he did take himself off Twitter because he didn't like some of the comments being made. If any media tread even slightly into a little bit of his normal day-to-day life or his private life, he absolutely snapped back on that. Um, and do you think he's able for a bit of criticism? I don't. Well, I, I mean, I think that's that's the only question because I think he could get a enough public forgiveness. I think he has enough in the bank to have to be allowed to have another go at it. Does he have the stomach for the fight? I mean, we can think of other people, maybe even other broadcasters who've been involved in public scandals far, far worse. Yeah. And they've come back. And even 20 years on, you know, there'd be people who'd be <clears> mentioning <throat> that scandal again. Do they have the stomach to push on through it? Mm. So if he has it, I think he... But he interestingly said there today, now he's feeling very vulnerable, I think. And, um, you know, it's almost like, to me, he looked like he was grieving. Yeah. The yeah. loss of something. And I'm sure that's probably the extent of how massive this feels yeah. to him. But he spoke about uh, how much he wanted to get back on the radio and he'd love to be back on yeah. the radio on Friday, basically. That he feels that he owes it. He has a special relationship with the children of Ireland, with the people of Ireland. Um you know, I think he sort of sees himself as a bit of a national treasure that has been knocked off his perch. Yeah. Um, but, like, I've slightly lost my train of thought well, there he's now. he's right to go back. Like, I mean, he should go back and, and, and personally, like, I'm, as I said, I'm not going to keep saying I'm not a fan of him, but he should go back and fight and fight it out. Like, he's done what he's done. Like, is it, is, is the, you know, the people that have... is he going to have that same sort of... No, but I mean, he can have something else, you know, which is a slightly tainted version of that. And that's that's OK, because it's been OK for many public figures who've endured that and they've come back and reimagined themselves, reinvented themselves, taken a bit of a bit of a battering. And people ultimately will forgive him because what and did he do that's so wrong? That's you know? before his um, that's before he deals with the feelings of his work colleagues. Well, I was just about to say that because I spoke to someone last week for the paper and they said his name was Mud and they were really let down by him. That's going to be trickier for him. I think that's even going to be... Not the Irish public walking around the streets. No. It's actually walking into the canteen or walking into the studio for the first time if he does go back. But as Niall says, if, if he does stand up and fight and takes this on, 
it will be forgotten, I think. I genuinely do. And because there's so much change going on at the moment in RT as well. So, or is he too much part of the old order that they need? He's certainly the poster boy at the moment. But there is, like, as now that Kevin Backer's reign is starting and there's going to be massive changes, I can see this all just being part of the massive wave of change over there. And soon enough, his colleagues will forgive him. I think pe- I think deep down people will want to forgive him. I mean, and be kind a little bit because I think there's, it can be, the pylons can be a bit much. And as, as Niall said, he hasn't he hasn't done the worst. There aren't like he hasn't committed actual crimes here. He's just made some no, really bad decisions. Yeah, and, and he earned too much money and, and everybody's a bit the jealous. Problem, the that. problem for us, he can't go back to where he was and just pick up where he left and off. He and I think he would probably have hoped to come out of these hearings as being the victim of, of this. He's gonna come out and he's gonna have to be a bit different. I know I mean, what I wanted to say when I lost slightly there when I was talking well, about him being in grief and all that and that's how he does appear. He actually said in the middle of it all that he wants to go back to work mm. and he said because it's all I have. Yeah. It's what I do you and it's that. all I have. Yeah, I and I can understand that. And that's that. a very vulnerable thing yeah. to say um, in the middle of that. He's, yeah, he's he's a little bit all over the place, Ryan Tuberty there, isn't he? Look, he's completely tough. initially like as if an incendiary device has gone off in his life. And you could see both of them are angry. And even if, you know, we look at them and mm. say they've done this or that incorrectly, when these things happen to people, they feel angry, they feel victimized and mistreated. And, you know, that's how they feel. Traumatized. Yeah. And a little bit like some of the RTE executive board that we're in, they did look traumatized yeah. in and that. Now, they had to go in, you know, mm. Ryan Tuberty and Noel Kelly didn't. They went yeah. in willingly to answer these questions and... I think it's um look it's it's really tough for them but I mean I think if you look at the whole overall picture of it like really it's a cultural problem within RTE most definitely and, that, and some of that has been driven by the fact that they're in an industry in the media where the money has disappeared out of it at unprecedented rates and the culture has not changed sufficiently mm-hmm. um and so there is a cultural problem in RTE and that's that's really what the whole thing in the broader sense highlights there's they're they're not living in the real world in part you know and uh you know, that's not Ryan Tuberty's fault or even Noel Kelly's, but that is something that has to be addressed. Mm. So they're raging they couldn't put ads in the TV today because it's some of the best content they've created. How many people watch the Oireachtas TV? I, I, wonder, I wonder even, can they count the numbers? Because no one Probably watches not. that channel normally. No, no, no. But if they were able to place ads on that, uh, Geraldine O'Leary would have made a fortune for Absolutely. Geraldine O'Leary is gone into content. retirement, though, isn't she? She's gone into, gone into retirement. retirement. And I mean, look, it, it is, look we is... started talking about this. We've done a previous podcast on it because we were, you know, there's rumbling. There's been rumblings from the beginning of this as regards whether it's going to go a step further and it'll be investigated. There's no Garda investigation yeah. as such at the moment. The finances and the untangling of that continue there certainly is suggestions that this was wrong. Yeah, there's suggestions mm-hmm. within the Dáil committees which have been heard in yeah. public record that there was a suggestion that some the public may have been defrauded. So mm-hmm. that is there. And we just see where it goes next. So what is the next? Are the RT executive board are back? They're back in uh, on Thursday, aren't they? It's, um, yeah, yeah, later this week. So. And then the Dáil, of course, is breaking very soon. So mm-hmm. I think that's it. Will that kill it? That will, that will, yeah, that will kill it. Yeah. I mean, that will kill it. And I think there's one more weekend of the story and then, you know, the, the dominance of it as a news story will start to drop off. And once people don't start talking the T word, the tribunal word, and we no, end up no. this costing the country 
you know, tens of millions to get to the bottom of it. The solicitors will win at the end of it all anyway, that's for sure. And the auditors, Grant Thornton, are looking (laughs) at it. What a job they did. So, uh, yeah, interesting that you, you, yeah, I I don't know. I don't know. I'm not convinced he's back. I just, I'm not convinced that he's back or how he could go back. And look, time heals things. And I suppose maybe at the other end of the summer, we might be in a completely different place. And there'd be... The attention moves on. Yeah. You know, it's not that he goes back undamaged. He will be, of course, affected in, in terms of his public reputation, but I don't think fatally so. I always think of that uh, Golfgate story that happened in yeah. COVID and the amount of heads that rolled and people that had to resign. And yeah. I mean, in particular, when Phil Hogan stepped down, a really significant MEP we had yeah. um, in Europe. Yeah. And like a commissioner and like so unnecessary because actually in the end of the day it was all a little bit of a ball of smoke and mm-hmm. nothing was found yeah. and who remembers the exact rights and wrongs of it i mean i know all i, I remember was they were both in they were in separate rooms the doors were open and they weren't sitting far enough away from each other now look they that was crazy he, when we think of it was a two kilometer radius thing as well he drove across the country, across and, the country and stuff and but there yeah. are other details but yeah and sean o'rourke of course sean was, O'Rourke. and sean o'rourke is, is was only just how long is that ago? Because he's making his way back now. He has, yeah, of yeah, course, sure. done his podcast series, yeah. which is something he wanted to do. But yeah, I mean, you think when you think of Sean O'Rourke being taken off the airwaves as a result of that, and you think Ryan Tuberty is going to be, I think Ryan Tuberty will, will 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 be forgiven. I think when you when when all of the hype calms down, you'll think he could have been wiser. Mm-hmm. But I think it's absolutely forgivable. And heads have rolled. To, they just haven't been the front in front of camera heads. But we do know that most of the yeah. board are gone. And yes. DG is gone. Obviously, she was planning to go. But like, it's not like everything goes back to the way they were. No, it's not. There and have been some sacrifices be... made by yeah, individuals. It's just not Ryan at the moment. And I don't think it will be. Some of the politicians are gas as well, aren't they? It has to be said. I'm not going to get into particular oh, yes. or something, but like, some you know, there's were. some there's some grandstanding going on there as well. Like, you know, and but the some, some of them are really good. So I'm not going to yeah. get into because I might get the names up. But the fawning at the start of each of them thanking him for his duty to TV yeah. and the charity work. Yeah. Like it was yeah, like, and sorry. It was like the first time they'd ever met a celebrity. They were starstruck. It was a standout for- point for me as well when uh, Noel Kelly very confidently said that Ryan Tuberty might have earned a lot of money but he brought in 100 plus million revenue for RTE. Like, I'm sorry, but RTE is the national broadcaster. Advertisers are going to go to it because it's the national broadcaster. On Friday night, yeah. Uh, it's primetime radio and television. And I don't honestly think that one man can, can is responsible for, is responsible yeah. for bringing in all that advertising, that if, if Ryan Tuberty wasn't there, yeah. we'd, we'd be 100 million down no. in advertising revenue in RTE. You're telling the truth there. Silly. Yeah. Right. Okay. Well, look, we'll get on to some proper... Uh, real crime matters yes. over the next few days but we do we will stick with with this a little bit as well as long as there's still questions over and hopefully your mother won't give out to me this time she, your mother, your mother wasn't happy because I was kept happy. interrupting Dara and, and arguing against everything I said <laughs> Your mother had to look yeah. after you like that. Yeah. Tell her, did she not want to ring me and talk about it? Because I could have <laughs> absolutely silenced her. If I had a little button here, actually, that Maybe I could one press, of those cattle prods or I could just like. say, no, I'll switch him off there for a while. Do um, to just disagree with you, Tara, doesn't it? Yeah, he does. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Was that what she... And was she yeah, spot on. Like, she well. spot on. Yeah. And are you embarrassed by that? No. no, no, I'm proud of that. Wasn't I? What did I say to her? Tell her I'm coming for her next, is what She's I... Your mother. Yeah. 
That's just the nature yeah. of him. Look, an elderly woman, I'm sure she doesn't like being called elderly, but he'd go for anyone, wouldn't he? She's not that elderly. No. No. <laughs> Young woman, I should have said. Um, right, well, yeah, we'll see what she thinks of this. I will, yeah. I hope she doesn't think I talked over you. <laughs> right, thanks a lot. Thanks, Nicola. You've been listening to Crime World, a podcast from sundayworld.com. Produced by Ian Mullaney and edited by me, Nicola Talent. Research assistant is Claude Amini. If you like this show and love true crime, leave us a review. Or why not download the free sundayworld.com app for lots more stories from Ireland and across the globe. Would you like to be able to start conversations like a pro? Take the Sunday World, your daily dose of what's going on. Do not consume the Sunday World if you're involved in a drug cartel, you're a politician with something to hide, or you've appeared on a reality TV show and care about others' opinions. Consume the Sunday World responsibly. Always read the stories, gossip, and commentary.